Welcome to this episode of the Modern Day Missionaries Podcast. Today we have with us a familiar face. We have the president and founder of Modern Day Missions, Elias Reyes. Some of you have gotten to hear from him before. So many of you know he was a financial consultant for over 20 years working with churches and missionaries. Again, Modern Day comes in with a Harvard MBA background, and he's passionate about helping missionaries with their finances. So today's topic is dynamic. I hope, I say this sometimes, but especially today, I really hope you're taking notes because this is going to be an extremely practical episode where we're talking about how to maximize your December donations and have the best end to your financial year yet. Um, Elias, before we jump in, this is something we have not done, but I usually ask some get to know you questions. And I thought, Let's do them today with Elias as well. So you are unprepared for these, but do you mind if I ask you a few? Go ahead. <laughs> when you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? Wow. I was thinking I either want to be a psychologist, a doctor, uh, excuse me, a lawyer, or a businessman. How old um, were you when you were thinking these thoughts? Uh, high school. High school. Okay. Well, then I was thinking, you know, I love talking with my friends about their problems, but I don't think I would want to talk with strangers about their problems. So there goes the psychologist. And then the lawyer, I was thinking, well, I can always get a law degree. Well, a few decades have passed, and I don't think I'm going to be a lawyer. That's been ruled out. So <laughs> the process of elimination led you to where you're at. Yes. Okay, Elias. Do you have any hidden talents? Wow. Hidden talents. Let's see. Which talents do I have that are hidden? Okay. Well, Less I, well known. Yes. Uh, well, I would say that I am very good at numbers. So if we're playing a card game, whether it's rummy or gin or poker, be aware. Okay. So you like a card counter? Do you have that kind of skill? No, I'm just good with <laughs> numbers, including the ones on cards. Okay, I'm not I'm not playing cards with you then. This is this is forewarned. This is good to know. I'll find a different game with a different angle. Uh, here's another question. Elias, you travel all over the world visiting different modern day missionaries. What is a place that you've been to recently that you found fascinating? Well, uh, first of all, what I try to do is find the best anywhere that I go. So if there is a landmark, I'm telling my missionary friend, take me there. Uh, I, Because I love history. I love culture. I love food. However, the country recently that really grabbed my heart was Mongolia. And it is, you know, I love history. So I love the story of Genghis Khan and the Mongol hordes that swept all over Asia and into Europe. And just being there and just seeing, it's like, wow, their country is one big pasture. It's like, no wonder they had horses. There was grass everywhere. Uh, and they had these, these gurs. We, we might think of them as yurts. Mongolia, by far, has been one of my favorite countries of the last few years. Wow. How many modern day missionaries do we have serving in Mongolia approximately? Well, uh, right now we have uh, two. However, just as the Europeans were talking about that the Mongolians are coming, the hordes are coming, 
the Mongolians are coming to modern day. We've had three uh, bases that have recently signed up with modern day. So we should have wow. 20 to 30 uh, in the next few months. Oh, that is fantastic. Wow. Okay. And Elias, what is one book you're reading right now or that you've read recently that you would recommend? Well, I love science fiction. And so I like to just kind of get get my mind off of business, ministry. So I would just say, you know, I love, uh, it's a book, that book series called uh, Red Rising. And start at the beginning. I just finished the, the latest one that came out. But I would say, you know, every now and then just read something that you enjoy uh, so that your mind uh, isn't working while it's reading. That's really true. I think I've had that problem where I've gotten stuck in nonfiction and you just got to pull out some good fiction sometime. And like mm-hmm. C.S. Lewis talks about, let your mind get lost in story. So that's fun. Yeah. I'll have to check those out. I feel like I got to learn some new things about you today. So selfishly, I, I really enjoyed that. That was fun. Yeah. All right. Okay. So we're going to jump now into the meat of this. And Elias, I know you are passionate about today's subject. We've talked about this. Mm-hmm. And really at Modern Day, we're all about helping missionaries raise the finances they need to be able to fully fund their work. That's what we do. It's, and for people who are listening, this is going to apply to any missionary. We'll talk a lot about our Modern Day missionaries. But we're also just going to talk about principles that can help any missionary anywhere. And actually, even a lot of what you say, I think, will apply to people who work in nonprofit sectors, too. So share with me some of what you were sharing earlier. What do people need to know about end-of-the-year giving? Well, Stephanie, I think what happens is that your your average uh, missionary is not a nonprofit professional. So they have not lived in the realm of of nonprofit space, and they do not understand that year-end giving is always the part of the year that nonprofits look forward to. It's the the amount of money that is donated in the last month, particularly the last four days of the month, is out. It's astounding, and so what I want to do today is help our missionaries and help missionaries in general to understand how important these last four days of the year is and what they can do to maximize it. Yes, and you've got to share some of those stats because those were mind-boggling when you mentioned those earlier. Okay, so these are modern-day stats. So this is our missionaries, and I would say that many nonprofits outperform the type of numbers that I'm talking about. Okay, here's one So let's say that that you're a missionary and you normally bring in $1,000 a month. Over the last few years, what we find out is in December, they would expect to receive $1,600 to $1,800 in this month. Almost double what they're used to giving. Okay. Well, it gets a little bit better than that. Okay, so that's the month of December, because the month of December is just better overall. But the last four days, a missionary who participates in our year-end giving raises an additional $950 to $1,450. That's crazy. Okay, share a little bit about why you think that happens. Well, 
there was a key word in the sentence that I just said, and it's the word participate. Because what happens is the, the, the people out there, the donors, they are participating in year and giving, whether it's with you or whether it's with somebody. So they want to give. So our, our society is geared towards giving these last four days. So since our society is, is geared towards year in giving, we have to participate with that. And uh, so another stat that I'm going to throw in that's connected is that last year, our average donation was just under $200 each donation. But the last four days of the month, almost $450, mm. two and a half times bigger. So not only are donors wanting to do this, they actually tend to be much more generous in the last four days of the, of the year. So participate. The question everyone's asking right now, how do I participate? And I think I, that's a curious question because, I mean, my thought goes, all right, if people are already giving, I just need to receive, Lord. But you're saying there's something that we can do to set ourselves up. So do not all missionaries automatically receive these funds? Our history basically says that well over 50% of our missionaries actually receive nothing in the last four days. Mm. Zero. Not one cent. And so this that is not means, automatic. No, no. It is something that you actually can participate by communicating with your friends, your family, uh, your, your existing donor base. And that's what I want to unpack are four recommendations that I have for all missionaries to do this December. Please share. We are all ears. Okay. The first one is in the marketing world, people refer to a touch. Like how many times have you touched somebody? So, so let's say for us, it's an ask. We're asking for donations. So let's say, I'm going to use the word touch. The first touch that I would recommend is the first week of December is for the missionary to send out a year-end newsletter and just let people know how the year went. You know, share some of the successes, share some of the struggles, share some personal stories uh, about their family. Uh, just share, just share about the year. Bring people up today, perhaps tease them a little bit about exciting things that are going to happen in the next year. So that's touch number one. Touch number two is the last week of the year. We're going to send another email, okay? But this email will be very different because the first email, maybe it was a little longer because you were sharing highlights and exciting things. This one is going to be short and sweet. You're basically going to ask for a donation. You're not going to hint about a donation. You're not going to, you know, beat around the bush. No, it is going to be a direct ask. And you're going to say, please prayfully consider giving to our family, our ministry by the end of this year. Mm. So it's very clear ask. Yeah. And I've seen missionaries um, do this and they'll, I think what's really effective is when they communicate in their 
normal voice or in the voice that people are used to. Like I had one friend, he was just known for being a little crazy. So I'm picturing him writing a, a newsletter like that. And he'd probably be like, you know, you want to give us money, send it now. And he'd be very tongue in cheek and it would make his donors laugh and it probably be effective. Whereas with somebody else, maybe they have a softer, gentler tone. So you're just saying, it, we're talking about everybody just finding their own voice, but communicating that no matter what your voice or tone is in a very clear way, maybe with a red giving button. What are some other things they could do to be very clear? Well, Stephanie, let me give you an example. Uh, this was a few years ago. Uh, there was a missionary. I'm going to be super vague. So he doesn't know who I'm talking, that I'm talking about him. Uh, but he sent me an email and said, hey, you know, can you review it, go over it? And so I did. And, and again, we're great friends. Okay. So a few days later, you know, he messages me, well, what did you think? And I'm like, uh, what do you mean? What did I think? Well, do you think that, that you might, you know, help with that? And as we're talking, I pull up the email and I'm rereading it because he's asking me about it. And I told him, I said, dear friend, you asked me for nothing. You just shared a story. And so, so what happens, Stephanie, is that, that we have to directly ask because in the reader's mind, they're, they're processing all the information and they're like, Oh, that's such a great story. Next, you know, next part of their life. So we do have to, in a sense, we're interrupting them and asking for them to consider something. Mm. And making sure there's clear, easy way to give. Sometimes people will send out a newsletter and forget to put a giving button or a giving link. I mean, that's a last opportunity too. So yeah. have, a, yeah, have a friend maybe look that over that email before you send it. Yeah. yeah. So let me, let me share the third touch. And this is just a personal communication. Perhaps it's just a text. Maybe it's a phone call and just say, thank you. This year has, has been amazing. Thank you for being our partner this year. And, uh, and it just short and sweet, not big, preferably not through email because email, uh, you know, they could kind of feel that's not as personal, but as much as you can touch them through a phone call. And if you're in town, visit them and just say, thank you. Okay. So this is different than the other ones because it sounds like in this one, it's not an ask. It's simply a thank you. Is there any ask mixed in that? Thank you. No, no. Okay. Because. Uh, you know, back to the marketing world, you know, they're, they're, they talk about impressions, they talk about touches. And basically what happens is every time that you touch them, every time that they encounter you, the awareness increases in their, their mind. Uh, but gratitude is so important. You know, Stephanie, I don't know, and I'm sure you can relate with this, how many times I've given a gift. And, and never really heard back, almost as though it was an expectation that I would give. And, uh, and I think that a thank you goes a long way. Oh, yeah. Okay. Are we doing any more touching? Are we done touching? Okay. The last one. Okay. Now, one this more. one is a tad controversial. Okay. So okay. let me uh, unpack what I mean by that. Uh, in the last four days, through social media, through email, uh, you want to just communicate with your donors 
and send a, you know, please give, you know, online giving. So it could be on social media. Uh, it could be part of that newsletter that I was talking about. But in a sense, just flood your social media with a request. Now, you got to remember that people don't live on social media. Some, mm -hmm. no, some people do. Okay, so it could be that you posted it uh, on the fourth to the last day, but maybe they didn't see it. Post it again on the third to the last day, second to the last day, and the last day. Just flood it. Now, on your social media, you'll see give, 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 give. But in, in, in your friend's space, maybe they saw it once, maybe twice, but it's not really flooding theirs. Now, what modern day does, and this is why we want them to partner with us. Now, for our missionaries, we're going to provide them with the graphics, okay, so that they see it. And uh, I mean, all they got to do is post it. All they got to do is include it in their emails. But what modern day is going to do is we're going to send three emails. So we're going to send one on the 28th. And if the, if the person doesn't uh, open it, we're going to send it again. If they don't open it, we're going to send it again. Then two days, the, the second to the last day, we're going to send another email. Same thing. They don't open it. We send it again. We send it again. Then on the last day of the year, we do the same thing. Now, that sounds like a lot of emails. Okay. But what happens is that, that the, the average donor understands what's happening. Because we're not the only email that's showing up. They're getting an email from their library asking them to give from the police fund. I literally got um, an email from my library. So that's super accurate. So yeah, so they know what's I happening. I, got, I think I got three emails from my library. So great example. So that's the thing is, is I know that it feels like a lot is happening. But the reality is that the average person, they're getting flooded with all of these because Everybody knows it's year in giving. Mm -hmm. and, and Stephanie, there's actually a group of people out there that might be like me, uh, that I have a certain amount that I want to give by the end of the year. So I go through and I count up how much I've given. And I'm like, oh my, I still need to give away this much money. Mm -hmm. So I'm actually searching in these last few days mm -hmm. of the year to give. And, and this is actually a, a common practice with, with many believers that, that they're, they're stewards, they plan, they, they have set amounts, and they, oh my, I've only given 90% of what I want to give. Who can I give to? Well, we want to be ready to receive. Yes. Yeah. And they're just waiting for something to catch their attention. I like that you brought that up because I'm I think people are listening and, and it sounds like, oh, that's a lot of touching, a lot of touch points, and, and it could be overwhelming. But to your point, if if all nonprofits are doing this and email is high and also, you know, stores and businesses are sending out emails about sales, repetitive emails or repetitive social media posts in the midst of all those other ones, if we don't send a couple, it's going to get buried Having some repetition is actually going to help us get seen. So we might feel like, oh, I'm overwhelming them. But actually, we're just keeping up with probably everybody else, maybe even. And Stephanie, I think another thing for, for the missionary to be thinking about is that, that their friends, their family are used to 
the way that you communicate with them. So, so they know, well, this isn't the way that, that this person normally is. I, you know, they don't normally do this. It's just year in giving. So they tend to be a, a little bit more forgiving than if you yeah. did the same thing in March. Absolutely. Well, and I read the other day, actually I didn't read it. I'm in Kerry Newhoff's Art of Leadership Academy, and he was sharing that with the algorithm on uh, Instagram or a lot of times on social media, 90 to even almost sometimes 95% of things can get filtered out just because of all the advertising and all the people that are on there. So this is the time. If you're, if you're going to make a lot of noise, this is the time. I'm, I'm thinking also, Ilias, you had mentioned about email and that resend, like how you resend the email if somebody doesn't open it. Now, that was something I actually learned at Modern Day that I did know, not know beforehand, that if you use MailChimp as your you know, email sender, you can go in and there's a super easy button, especially if you have the app on your phone, where you can just say resend to all non-openers. So you're not sending it to people. So to kind of go further into what you said, we're not sending it over and over to people who've already opened it. You're sending it to people who have not opened it. So that's not buggy because they haven't opened it yet. You're trying to just get their first initial attention. So that's really helpful to know, I think. Yes. And, you know, the thing about it is that, you know, back to the word touch. Mm -hmm. Okay. So don't think about it even as an ask. Just, Just reach out and touch them. And these yeah. are people, they know you, they, they, they love you, they, they support you. And this is just a way that, that you can just bring awareness uh, in these last four days. And again, we're talking about four days out of the year in which to practice these steps that I laid out. And I appreciate that you mentioned them because I think there's a lot of misconceptions that we have about people in end of year giving. I mean, we can think sometimes, oh, people are spending all their money on Christmas gifts and all their time on Christmas parties. And I don't want to bug them. They already have so many expenses. They already have so many things going on. But to your point, people want to be generous and they're looking for good soil to sow into. And so all they need to be reminded of is that we are that good soil. And you know, a common thing that I've heard from people who go back uh, to their passport country for Christmas, which not everyone does, but there certainly are a good percentage who do, is they'll head back maybe the week before Christmas or two weeks beforehand. And so this whole last week where they have this opportunity to be able to do all this investing, I think sometimes it can slip people's mind because you're with family who you haven't seen in a long time and you're out doing Christmas shopping and, and keeping so active. So I think, Elias, it's important to have proactivity in all this. So let's think ahead of time, schedule that email out or those emails out in advance. Think, what is it that I would want to communicate beforehand? Even schedule those so that if you tune out, um, even if you, you stay in your country, which I think is a lot of people's case as well, if you stay in your country, you're still busy with all the Christmas activities. So being proactive about the things that you just said and getting them set up beforehand will help make sure that they don't miss out on a huge opportunity in that last week. So for a missionary listening today, you've left them with four touch points that they can take action on. Now, I'm hoping they do all four. If they were to do only one or two, where should they start? What would be the most important one? And let's rule out thanks. I think that third one saying thank you, that's a given. That's We got to thank our supporters. And if we aren't doing that, like, yes, let's start. But in terms of those other communication ones, 
what would be the most impactful? I would focus on the last four days. Mm-hmm. If you're a modern day missionary, use the graphics that that we are providing you mm-hmm. and send out an email and post on social media in those last four days. And as an incentive to all of you who are signed up for our weekly podcast email newsletter where we send out resources and a link to the latest podcast, we are actually going to be including a graphic with that. Elias and I were just talking and we wanted to add this on here to the end. So if you are a podcast subscriber or if you'd like to be, head on over to mdmpodcast.org, sign up for the podcast subscriber list and you will receive a, a graphic that you'll be able to use on social media, in your newsletter, wherever you would like. So, and anybody else, whether you'd like to receive that graphic or not, please remember that we send out that email each week and we'd love for you to be a part of finding out specialized resources for missionaries and hearing the latest that's going on in the podcast. And it's so simple. It'll, it'll take a few minutes to do this, but it'll create that awareness, that, that those touches that are so important. Absolutely. All right. Well, I hope everybody feels as inspired as I am by what you shared, Elias. So thank you for coming on and once again, sharing your financial slash missions wisdom with us all. Well, thank you very much, Stephanie. Yes. And we'll be sure to post links to the things that we talked about today. And thank you all so much for joining us. And we look forward to seeing you on our next episode. Since 2008, Modern Day Missions has been providing financial, administrative, and marketing services to Christian missionaries around the globe. We're currently partnered with more than 750 missionaries in 75 different nations. If you or someone you know are looking for a nonprofit covering to fulfill your mission's vision, Modern Day could be the answer you're looking for. Find out more at modernday.org.